to the Fantasy Fam Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, coming at you from Rain Man Studios here in Northern Jersey with my brother's friend and my cousin Kyle. Some big news. We just dropped a new logo. Check it out. Enjoy. We're pretty pumped about it. I'm very, very pumped nice. about it. I am very, I cannot wait to rock some, some gear. Let's put it that way. I'm I, kind uh, of excited. I like the shape. I like the circle too. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. It is a, it is a work of, it's a masterpiece. So I am very excited. I mean, it's essentially what we wanted, but well, thank you, Joey. Also, it makes, um, it makes me yeah. like, it makes me like <laughs> proud that like a good podcast, like a, like has a gr- you know, a great podcast has a great logo. So um, it makes me proud to know that we can do that. So definitely takes it to the next level. And I think it implies what we're, what we're doing here. It's a, you know, it's a fantasy football podcast without any words, letters, you can, uh, you can pick it up from the picture. This picture speaks a thousand words, you know? Yes. Bold. And it also shows that we, we are heavily involved in this. We want to improve, you know? So. Yes, it does. Our growth. Yeah. So keep an eye, keep an eye on that. Um, Kyle, you brought an interesting point up today when you when you said that I don't know if they solicited you, but the New York Giants are somehow <laughs> offering you, showing you oh my god tickets at a really cheap price. Is that let me let me let me pull up this email. Let me pull start, up. This start email. from start from the beginning though. You the email, Jets. Okay, so first off, I am a yeah, I am a Jets. Season, I was a Jets, a Jets fan. Holder. I'm a Jets fan. Was a Jets season ticket holder for. Stop laughing. Um, it's just no, or, no, I'm laughing at I, all of it. <laughs> I was a season ticket holder for the Jets for about five years, give or take. Uh, maybe six years. Um, so, also, so one winning year, I think two winning years, maybe, and then the rest were pretty crappy. Um, so I gave those up because they were going nowhere fast. And obviously now they get Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell, and of course, you know, now I don't have them. But I get an email today from the New York Giants. How they have my email is beyond me. I have never once done anything in regards to New York Giants. No offense, but like... It's the same stadium. You search it on <laughs> but, Google, of course. Like I guess, yeah, exactly. So... I can tell you based on rumors, based on potentially correct information that getting giant season tickets for the past 30 years is physically impossible. Okay. It's like getting what, like Cubs season tickets. I, I think you were put on the list, brother. Father put you on the list when you were like five. Yeah. You go on, you go, you can go on. You can used to be able to get on the giant season ticket list and you'd be on there for a year, two years, three years. People would give up their tickets and whatever. I get an email this morning saying, telling me all how great Le'Veon, I mean, how great Saquon Barkley was this past year. But it says, don't miss an opportunity to be there live to witness Saquon and his teammates uh, and what they have in store in 2019 by becoming a giant season ticket holder. Season wow. tickets start as low as 894. This sounds like the Jets. Jets put up billboards. They put up banners in the sky that say, please buy our tickets. Please, for the love of God, come to our games. And the Giants have gotten so bad, so bad, that they have to now send a Jets fan emails to buy their season tickets. Okay. How desperate is that? That's what happens when you are inefficient. All right, get out of here. Stop this. <laughs> are you flat? Are you flattered? You asked the question. <laughs> You're the one who said this. You got me. It's uh, just, it's uh, it's sad. That's what it is for me. It's sad. It's ridiculous because the tickets are expensive. That's it. That is yeah. an expensive stadium for the for location that, that it's has, in. Yeah, for a team that has PSLs, the public seats license, for, they have some ones that are like forty, thirty thousand dollars a seat. Exactly. Other stadiums, now, it's only like five hundred bucks or right. And we're not talking about the Jets here, where they basically wave the PSL everywhere. Um, <laughs> The, for the Giants, though, like, this is, like, a huge hit to their, to their ego. I mean, it really is because now they're all of a sudden, like, sending emails out to buy tickets when they used to be, like, you know, it's like a Red Sox, Red Sox where you have to get on a list, like, 40 years in advance to even get a shot. So, 
Super. And I was on the uh, I was on the former waiting list too because I remember when I added my name a couple of years ago before they had a new stadium. They said like, oh, it's going to be you know probably fifteen years, give or take. Well, if you're interested in call, if you're interested in them now, two zero one nine three five five six one zero. Just now, you know, now, it out there. Gladly take you. <laughs> <laughs> it out there. <laughs> well, when they got the new stadium, they called me right away, and I'm like, well, I thought I was on this long waiting list, and they're like, uh, yeah, no, no, you've uh, you know you hit the front, so accelerated. Yeah, we had a lot of people that's that backed out now. Yeah, because <laughs> they didn't want to pay for the PSL. PSL. Yeah, they didn't want to pay for the PSL. That's why. I'm surprised Uncle Chris still has his. How yeah, dare they? To, uh, <laughs> nobody wanted to pay for that. Ah. So anyway, yeah, that was my fun email this morning. I thought I got a good chuckle out of it. That's terrible. My New York Giants. We'll uh, we'll we'll find our way to the promised land once again. It, it's going to take. Uh, I, I can't even get into it. I don't know what we're doing, but five years. <laughs> Jets, right? Exactly. Jets. Five years. <laughs> oh yeah. So anyway, sorry, but well, you could find out what we're doing at thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam. Our podcast is also located on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Radio Public, Overcast, and Spotify. So the past few episodes, we've talked about the 2018 season and how amazing it's been. We've touched on sensational sophomores in our last episode. Today, we're here to talk about rookies who crushed it in their first year. Who still has, you know, a positive outlook in the future? And no better place to start, honestly, than, than Saquon Barkley. And since, you know, I'm, I'm the New York Giant and you got to go on your little rant, I'm going to, uh, you know, just kick it off with, with Saquon Barkley. There's really not, not a lot to say. He was the second overall pick in the draft. He finished as the second overall fantasy player last year, which is, which is phenomenal as a rookie. And I think the opportunity he's going to get next year increases – now that Odell is a, is, a, is a dog in the dog pound out in Cleveland, he's going first in drafts, redrafts, and dynasty. And I would not hesitate to, to pick him first. I think if Eli's still the quarterback, he's going to catch at least 100 passes next year. Yes, I said it. 100 passes. Well, I don't see any reason why he doesn't. He caught 91 he in his 91, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, now that Odell's gone. 121 targets. Even if he gets like, even if he gets like 10% of Odell's like target share, I mean, you're looking at an extra, what? 30 passes to at him. At least another, you know, at least another 20 potential targets. I mean, maybe, maybe less, maybe like 15 potential targets. In that, in, if they don't beef up that offensive line a little bit more, then, I mean, look at that, look at that game against the Cowboys, that Sunday night game, the opening game. 14 catches. That's because Eli was just running around everywhere. Yeah, jumping it off to say Exactly. Off, essentially. That's as far as he throws anyway, though. So he's in his... Yeah, true. Year. Never really had a deep threat of long arm, I guess. He only looks to, to Saquon moving forward. I love it. I would draft... I would, like, as a Cowboys fan, and I say that I would never draft Giants at all, but if I had the number one pick, or if I had the number two pick, I guess, and the first person took McCaffrey... I, I would have to take Saquon. I would hate to do it, but I would have – I mean – Zeke's going to go. Zeke could go number one overall in most drafts next year. I mean, you're looking Zeke. Which I don't – I don't McCaffrey or – I don't yeah. understand Zeke at one because the reception totals are still under 60, 50. But anyway. So, yeah, Saquon had the best rookie campaign for a running back ever. Yeah, ever. Yeah. Would you agree? If if not ever, then da- damn near close. I think it's I think it's ever. I mean, they were talking. They were talking. I remember watching as they were breaking down preseason stuff, and they were saying, you know, what about Saquon? And they said, well, you know, is it is it possible he taps two thousand total yards? Absolutely, he was going to. And yes. He, did. he went over two thousand yards. 
huge. I mean, that's huge for a running back who's the best in the league, you know, for, you know, a seasoned vet. But for a rookie, I don't, I, unbelievable. So. He's crazy. He stayed healthy. He stayed healthy. He, he knew what it. He, he, that's he, half the battle right there. Well, when his, look, at his, <laughs> look at his thighs. I mean, the I mean, guys think anyone's going to hurt him. Yeah, you think anyone's, anyone's going to hurt him? We were 20 feet away from him at the NFL draft. Yes. In Texas. Cool. And he is an absolute – he is a box. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'd be okay talking this whole episode just about how good Saquon is and how much he is it's, deserving of the number one pick in fantasy next year. In every way. I don't care how bad the Giants are. He's going to be unbelievable. Either him or McCaffrey. I think. Mm, we'll get to that at a later date, but McCaffrey's definitely not number one for me. So anyway. in, the, in the conversation, in the conversation, I I'm going with Saquon all day. Saquon all day. <laughs> I just hope I don't have the one or two pick. I'll take. Like I don't two. know who's. I don't know. I don't know if I want that this year either. There's so many running backs. So many. Yeah. I would take. But whatever. We'll we'll talk about that obviously within the next few months. Yeah, moving to the team now that Odell Beckham is on. Um, Kyle, why don't you tell us a little bit about Baker Mayfield's rookie season? Um, well, I'm right. I don't know if I said this last episode or a few episodes ago. Is the fact that I think that Baker could get to five thousand yards next year? Oh, you did. Oh my god, I did. I remember that. So he finished this season as the number 16 quarterback. Granted, he did not play the first two weeks. And in week three, he came in halfway through uh, when Tyrod went down against the Jets, I believe. So he finishes with 3,700 passing yards, a little over 3,700 passing yards. Uh, But the big thing is, as a rookie quarterback, he threw for 27 touchdowns. Uh, He went through the same types of growing that any rookie quarterback does with the amount of interceptions he had. However, he looked the part in every single way. Um, Baker is a star in the making and I, you know, the, the title for this episode really is ridiculous rookies because there are so many rookies that are just like game changing players when it comes to this year was a very good year. Yeah. When it comes to fantasy football, we're talking about some game changing players. Um, and Baker is one of them granted now because of his, his, uh, you know, playing last year and what he's capable of, you're going to look at him go probably as a quarterback six next year. Wow. Maybe. Maybe depending on how well the preseason goes and just in general, but you had Odell, you have Nick Chubb. I mean, geez. I mean, you're looking at, you're looking at quarterback Kareem five. Hunt after yeah. we get yeah, 10 games. You're, you're <laughs> going to quarterback five to quarterback eight is my prediction for him. But yeah, unbelievable year for a rookie quarterback. And he doesn't finish 10th. He finished 10th in week 10 and uh, 10 until the end of the season. He's a good player. That's, that's insane. That was without Odell Beckham. Yeah, he's a good player. <clears throat> so, so yeah, Baker's one of my favorite players. Um, I had hopes the Jets were going to draft him last year, and then all of a sudden the hype train started, and he went number one overall. So, Darnold, but Darnold, eh, whatever. We'll talk about him, maybe. But uh, Baker's the more important person to talk about when it comes to the 2018 rookies. I think it made for an incredible, incredible buildup before the draft. After everybody thought it was Darnold, maybe Josh Allen. The night before, two days before, all of a sudden it's Baker Mayfield. Nobody believes that they draft. It's Baker Mayfield. Loved it. It was very exciting. He's I, honestly, I I had my doubts. I don't know. I watched him in college. I was like, all right, this. I don't. I don't think he's going to be that good. I mean, he looks. Yes, it was only one season. Could it? Could it be another? I don't want to say RG three because he was very unfortunate to get injured. But I, I, this kid, this kid looks good. He's got good stuff, but. On the other hand, my favorite rookie from last year, who I actually like a lot this year, is Josh Allen. 
No, Josh Allen, what was it, brother? The last five weeks of the season, I believe, five or six, uh, he finished as the number one quarterback in fantasy. Week 12 on, number one. Week 12 on. That is absolutely disgusting. I think we were in a league that finished the – it played in the entire season. It was only points. So it didn't – I mean, matchup didn't really – whatever, you know, just throw him in there. You weren't going to lose. Uh, he got us like 42 points <laughs> the last game of the season. Uh Josh Allen, I think, is – I think he's better than Lamar Jackson. Um, I think he's what everyone wants Lamar Jackson to be, but I don't think Lamar Jackson will ever. Uh, he started seven games. He was 162 yards per game passing. This is Lamar Jackson I'm talking about right now. Uh, 80 yards per game on the ground. Yeah, he looked good. Um, another quarterback – Played 14 games this past season. He threw for 2278, a little over 2,000 yards, 11 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Who is that? Hmm? Another comparison I'm trying to. Mm. I mentioned Lamar Jackson, and then the other one he threw for a little over 2,000 yards. He played only 14 games, 11 touchdowns. Mind you, the team was terrible. I'm, I'm spoon feeding you this. <laughs> is it Josh Allen? Yeah, uh, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, that's what I meant. Josh Rosen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh. Yes. Yeah, that's what I meant. Josh Rosen. So he played basically almost the entire season. Uh, like I said, the, the Cardinals were just absolute. Dumpster just, fire? Yes, really bad. <laughs> I yeah. wanted to say something else, but I was trying to keep it PG. You know, so. <laughs> but just, just to show you that, and then Josh Allen. Okay, so the guy played, how many games did he play? I believe he played 12 games. Yeah, he missed a few. Um, he had four games of over 95 yards on the ground. Uh, he was also averaging a little over 200 yards passing during this span, especially when he came back from his injury. Um, he did throw five interceptions, but that's, I mean, you can, you can work on that, but he's going to kill you on the ground. The guy had 631 total rushing yards on the season and he only played 12 games. So just on that alone, I think that Josh, he's, He's someone that I like in the top 20, but I think he has the potential to finish in the top 15, and you could definitely wait for a quarterback like him. But then again, you're, you're putting a lot of faith in someone who – their running well, backs, I mean, they have what? Well, All their running backs are grandfathers. But the thing is with Josh – the <laughs> thing with Josh Allen, though, is like his numbers – I mean, like you said, like he, he finished as the 20th-ranked quarterback, missing four games, which is pretty, pretty great for a rookie but his whole value was 630 rushing yards and eight rushing touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking he's going to duplicate that next year, then sure. I mean, take him as the quarterback 14. He did throw for over 2,000 yards as well. I know. He still has some room to grow as a passer for sure. Exactly. And if they beef up that offensive line a little bit. um, Yeah. I mean, I don't. Buffalo could be a team to actually. Yeah, I don't disagree. But I think, I think the addition of John Brown and Cole Beasley, I'm I'm still a little, I guess, that's I'm, I'm a little confused, you know, by two small dudes. I get it, but you kind of need a big presence out there, and I don't think Zay Jones, maybe Robert Foster could be that guy. Uh, they did get who? Tyler Croft, too, uh, who's yeah. helped when he's healthy. It's a very, very interesting way they built. Yeah, there's no a, one guy to key on, though, if you think about it. Ex- exactly. The which is, line, and there's no one guy to key on, and everybody has a role. Yeah, which is so why I do like – which, on the other hand, which I do like Cole Beasley and John Brown because they're quick, they're shifty. Like, John Brown could go down the field and, and burn a cornerback, but then you also have Cole Beasley, who is 
I mean, you get you give him space and he gets he gets open. He's he could be one of the best slot guys in the game. So I I think I think Josh Allen. He's he's someone I'm definitely going to target next year. But that's it. That's if like you know I don't get some of the other quarterbacks before him. There's potential for sure, and he's obviously going much higher in, in dynasty drafts that are going dynasty, off this definitely. year, yeah, definitely because of what he did in those last few weeks of the season last year. He's got the legs. He's got the legs. So another another quarterback you mentioned, um, Lamar Jackson. They just added Mark Ingram to the mix. They're they're obviously going to run the ball at least thirty. 35 times a game on average. Everybody knows they're going to do it, but Kyle, are they going to succeed next year? Wow. Okay. So I am a, you mentioned RG three before. I did. This, this is RG three, but with less ability to throw the ball. RG three had a great deep ball. He had an arm. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is not RG three. I don't think Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback. I think he's a great runner. Uh, and is he but... bigger too? Isn't he bigger than RG three? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're both bigger, he's yeah. taller, yeah, but I don't think he's a he's not a beefier player. Right? I'm just saying though, maybe he won't. Yeah. You know, he's got a little no. I just player. I don't I don't <laughs> think I just I don't see Lamar Jackson at the next level. Fantasy wise, he could be a good streaming option, especially against teams that don't cover a running quarterback well. Um, but when it comes down to it, did he have a good year? I mean, when he played, he was okay. Uh, I, I mean, I, next to my notes here, I have notes for all the play, these players, and I can tell you straight up, my notes for Lamar Jackson just are three question marks because I just physically don't know what else to put for him. Like, I don't know what else to say for Lamar Jackson other than he's a great runner, but I don't know. But Baltimore has no receiving core. They're going to they're gonna put a spy on Lamar Jackson, maybe two spies on Lamar Jackson when they play Baltimore. So I don't understand – I just don't see him being a franchise quarterback or even a fantasy quarterback. Um, they had the number two rushing offense last year. Yeah, not, that that, not that that matters or anything like that, but I totally right. – I'm 100% agreement with you. Like he yeah, is, I don't get it. Uh, okay, you can win seven games. You can win eight games maybe. But right. we saw it, and, and, I, and I even said it. You guys probably also said it as well, but – they played the Chargers the second time, and the, and the Chargers had the time to adjust in the playoffs, and they absolutely dish, like they shut him down. So, I, hopefully, Baltimore's got something up their sleeve, like you said. But I, yeah, I wish to talk no more, no more time about uh, about Lamar Jackson. I'm done. I'm I'm done. That's all I have to say about him. Three question marks. It's <laughs> literally they it. work in high school running the ball every play, but yeah, well, he's, <laughs> fast. he's fast. Yeah, Chargers laid out the blueprint. So if, if teams yeah. can replicate that and they don't get mu- like much more creative, then I, I don't think the Ravens are going to yeah. really a free safety, a free safety spy, a free safety spy, and or a strong safety spy if you want to be less, you know, a strong safety spy in the middle and a linebacker spy. I mean, literally, what else can you do? Eight in the box. I yeah, mean, exactly. What would work in the NFL he's, for a reason? He's not a good passing when it, he's not a good passing quarterback when it comes to accuracy, and he has no receivers anymore. So not that he did. But. He has a ton of tight ends though. Yeah, really first first round tight ends. <laughs> yeah, or first round is first round. That's that's gross. So anyway, so yeah, yeah, bunch of a uh, bunch of quarterbacks to chat about. There's uh, a couple other positions on the offense, though. I think uh, I think running back might be one of them. Um, we we talked about Baker Mayfield, somebody that he has coming back this year, which is absolutely incredible. Nick Chubb, who I have in a couple keepers already, very excited about it. I don't think the Kareem Hunt situation holds 
holds him back at all from being drafted high next year, brother. Brother, what do you uh, what do you see? What do you see? I'm still trying to I'm still trying to figure that out. I mean, I Kareem Hunt is I mean the guy the guy's talented. He's an athlete. If it works out, if they can have a one-two punch with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, holy crap! I, I mean, that offense has the making of like Madden. Like at its finest, this is exactly the team that you want to play with in Madden almost. Yeah, it's like a super. It's like a superstar team. It's it's absolutely it's <laughs> insane when you really break it down. Like because they're they're good all over. Like they have a good defense. They got a good offensive line. Like he just. But can they do it? I mean, on paper, everything looks good. You know, they actually got to be able to do it. Uh, Nick yeah. Chubb, I I huge fan of Nick Chubb. I remember sitting at the table when all of a sudden they were just like, oh, traded Carlos Hyde. I was out to lunch and I just I went straight to my phone and added him in every every single league. I was like, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Like Twitter was blowing up like an hour later and everyone was like, oh, I hope yo go add him right now. And I'm like, no, like he's been gone. The good players got like good fantasy players got him an hour ago. Uh, the guy averaged 5.2 yards per carry. Uh, eight touchdowns, 20 catches. So he's not, he's not really someone that's going to come out of the backfield that much. Maybe they'll try to incorporate him. I, who knows? Because now the word on the street is that Duke Johnson wants out, which may, it's not going to hurt him, but it's also, well, I mean, obviously it'll, it'll benefit him if they want to pass him the ball more. But I think that that, like, who else do they have? I don't even know who else they have. But for the first eight or nine weeks, it doesn't. It doesn't really. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Exactly. You're like you're going to keep Chubb out there probably for three downs. Then uh, maybe not pass to. If, that's, if, the, that's the thing. Who else is there? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who else are they going to put? If Duke I mean, decides to leave, Chubb only had twenty receptions, um, and that's, I think that's with, my point exactly. But the thing is, no, no, it's not even as so much that. Like, Duke Johnson wasn't even utilized last Exa- year. Exactly. So Agreed. even if Duke Johnson's not there, like I don't see Nick Chubb having more than. 30 maybe what he has right now 30, maybe 35 receptions is his high but like for me that's what completely diminishes his value i am sorry like i love nick chubb i think he has the capabilities to put up over a thousand yards on the ground he's a bell cow 10 touchdowns absolutely but because he does not get the reception totals he's out for me because there are guys in that late first early second guys like joe mixon who are gonna get those reception totals and i'd rather have that ability over some guy who doesn't and he's then touchdown dependent true so I mean, in a standard league, I like I like Chubb. Yeah, I mean, I'd like Chubb in general. I just yeah. – the value has to be has – no, I, I get it. Dontrell Hilliard. I'm sorry, um, who? Or, or Devontae Mays. S- spell that. Yeah, those, those are – Can you spell Hilliard? Uh, a, uh, Hill. I, like Ike Hilliard? Yeah, like Ike Hilliard. Hill Jones? Hill Iard. <laughs> so those are the other running backs. But I, I do like – and I, I mean, well put, Kile Fashile. Uh, I – He's he's more of a bell cow. He is your he's your pounded up the middle, and he's going to succeed at that by far. He's probably yeah. going to be one of the best in the league at it, just running between the tackles because he's got great game day speed. And I, I'm huge. I love game day speed. Game day yep. speed. Love it. You don't have to run a four four for me or three. I don't care as long as you're quick on the field. Boom. So Nick Chubb, but second round, maybe a little bit after a couple of those guys that you mentioned. I like it. Yeah, he's going to be in, in most redraft leagues next year. Um, they're going to see the, how great this team is going to be. And as many, as much, like, there's so many different options. And obviously, the running back has 
the most, you know, to gain because he doesn't have to worry about like getting target share. He just, you know, gets his opportunities. Um, but I do think he's going to get overdrafted. I think you're going to look at him probably as like the 112 pick. And I think that's just a little too rich for me. Because everyone's, you think everyone's going to get scared? Like, oh, like everybody, all the, all the top like 10 running backs are gone now, you know, like. Well, I mean. Let me, let me jump on Chubb so I can solidify myself, you know what I mean? As a, as a running back one. And I, right? think he is a, I think he is a running back one, but I also think he, he's, a, he's a running back like the, maybe 11, maybe. The running backs, if you look at it, the running backs like Saquon, McCaffrey. Melvin Gordon, Gurley, they have differentiated themselves from the other pack so much, though. I mean, McCaffrey, 100, 100 catches. Even Zeke now. Zeke is catching more balls. Like, they are – it's like a new hybrid. It should be. That's you what's know, great as, for fantasy. As, well, for fantasy, exactly. But in an actual game, like, I, I love, like, a bell cow running back, like a Nick Chubb, as far as, like, maybe a different – so – but I just, I just wanted to point that out that those guys are compl- like separating themselves completely. Yeah, I agree. Well, here's another running back that's in similar situation based on where his ADP is, but he's going to get the ball a ton between the tackles and he's probably not going to catch many passes at all. Obviously trying to, you know, keep, keep Tom Brady on the field and upright. Sonny, Sonny Michelle. So, how do you guys how do you guys see that together. playing out? Was he gonna be overdrafted as well? Um so I'll say two things about Sonny Michelle. Um I absolutely love Sonny Michelle. They're plain, you know, I totally in on Sonny Michelle. I think he's actually going to be I think he's gonna be drafted where he should be. Um I think he is probably like an early to mid third round pick going into next year. Um, that's my guess. Could that go up? Probably, but I'm saying mid third round pick. Um, but I am gonna say just planting it now, I'm going to take the last Patriots running back on the board. I love Sony Michelle. I think he's very talented. We saw in the playoffs that he's capable of 10 plus touchdowns. Um, but there's always a but. Uh, he does have injury history. He had a very good rookie campaign, but he does have that in like bone on bone situation in his knee. That's never going to go away. Uh, there's missing cartilage there. Everybody knows. And I think while he could have over a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns, no receptions, injury history, um, I'm, I'm per- perfectly fine taking a, uh, uh, the last Patriots running back off the board, which probably will be Rex Burkhead. Burkhead. So, but yeah, I like Sonny Michelle. I think he had a fantastic rookie year, uh, especially the last few games of the season and then the playoffs into the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. I mean, the playoffs, he absolutely dominated. Yeah. Which is, which is a big reason why I think he's going to be drafted a little bit higher too. Yeah. I mean, I think he had that same effect as like a, let's say a, like Garrett Blount, um, where the Patriots throw it down the field, they get to the 10-yard line, and Sonny Michelle runs it in. That's literally what we saw in those last three games, that last, you know, well, the playoff game. Yeah, three touchdowns yeah. in that one game. So that's what we saw a lot, is that because the Patriots' offense is so dynamic, you know, that's what we see. But I, I think it's possible. I think it's possible he finishes as a running back one. But I also think it's possible he misses six games and you overdraft him. So True. That's why, that's why we play the game. Roll of 16. No, we played to win. We played to win the play, game. You played to win the game. Sonny Michelle. So a couple couple wide receivers we could touch touch base on here quickly. Um, Calvin Ridley being the number two to Julio Jones last year. Ton ton of touchdowns. How many touchdowns did he have, brother? Uh, did he go in he double had ten. digits? Yeah, he went double digits. Yeah, he had ten touchdowns. 
Yeah. Um, Calvin Ridley, awesome. Kid's going to be a stud. I mean, he's playing with the – I don't want to say he's the best wide receiver in the league because, I mean – He's the best wide receiver in the league. I mean, Julio Jones is probably the best, like, freak athlete (laughs) wide receiver. The the guy's an absolute animal. They both played at Alabama. I mean, who else better to learn from than Julio Jones? Calvin Ridley, I'm going to go for him this year. I just think that the Falcons – they they need to air it out. They're not. They're just. They're just not a running team. They they have to air it out. Matt Ryan has to throw the ball. So I, that's at least that's that's how I feel about Atlanta. I don't. I don't uh, think Devonta Freeman's going to stay healthy. So, all right. So I have a question for you both because this is something that crossed my mind because I like to think about the rookie running the rookie wide receivers especially and how they'll transition the next few years. So if I listed say three wide receivers and I said. Who would you rather have in redraft next year? Someone you think is going to make a big impact next year, putting aside kind of what they did in their rookie campaign. Calvin Ridley, Cortland Sutton, Dante Pettis. I'm still going Calvin Ridley all day. I think based, based on the offense, based on the situation, based on Julio Jones being able to take away that safety over the top, Calvin Ridley's going to, He's going to be open. Love Pettis. Love Pettis moving forward. But if he's going to transition to that number one role, I think he's still learning. Um, and Cortland Sutton, I, I don't know. I think I underestimated him a little bit before last year. I don't know how I feel about him yet. I'm, I'm torn in it. The quarterback situation too. It's a little. I mean, yeah. Joe Flacco. I don't. Well, Joe Flacco's in his prime. It's kind of anemic. Yeah. He's in his prime. Yeah, so. he's, in his, he's in his prime. <laughs> oh. Joe, Joe Flacco's been in his prime since he's like. 24 years old and he does have a super bowl so that's pretty cool um yeah i only asked that question because all of these wide receivers were kind of they were drafted in a similar spot in the draft actually from that late first into like the end of the second round um they were all drafted within that time frame and i find it interesting because i actually really like dante pettis um i think with jimmy g coming back healthy goodwin they're not gonna you know they already said he's getting less I've read articles about Goodwin. I think I think Dante Pettis. Crazy. I've read some. I've read some really like ambitious articles saying Dante Pettis next year could have more points fantasy wise than some top tier wide receiver. He looks a ele- like he looks electric, electric. out there. He like he actually fast. looks. He's sharp with like with his routes. I mean, he was at Washington too. He's fast. He's small. He is. He's, he's nasty. But I, I think I think Calvin Ridley has the best opportunity to succeed. Yeah, I agree. Because he's playing with Julio and can learn and, from Julio. And Matt Ryan. Where Dante Pettis, I mean, who's who's he learning from on the team? You know what I mean? Like, he's kind of got a well, – Kyle, 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 Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas – and yeah. then the same thing with uh, Cortland Sutton. He's got Emmanuel Sanders. He's a big – he's big. I mean, Cortland Sutton is a dynamic receiver. He could be. Yeah. But then you got Deshaun, who, by mm. the way, doesn't like Game of Thrones – what? What's up? Bro? I didn't even know that. Because he, he posted it on Twitter and everybody How do you even know that? everybody was blasting him. Deshaun Hamilton? That is that who you're talking about? Those yes. like yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I posted that scene from Troy when he's like, uh, that is why no one will remember your name. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Achilles. Yeah. So but I don't oh. I like I like Ridley out of those. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting that you mentioned uh, Dante Pettis because obviously last year he, he was a rookie as well, and there's there's a bunch a bunch of potential, especially if Jimmy G comes back. I like it a lot. Here's two receivers that were uh, that were hurt at times last year, still coming into their own. One bigger name drafted much earlier, Christian Kirk. The second one, 
on a much better offense and team Kiki Kuti um, on Houston catching passes from from another Deshaun. I like so. Kiki this this season because Demarius. What's the what's Demarius's deal? He's done. He's I mean he's he's, he's in trouble they right now. Like yeah, exactly. He's, he's coming back team. from a torn Achilles too. So I, I think Kiki. They saw what he could do last year. Why not give him more this year? Oh, I give think him, give him a I shot. Think, I think he's in for like a huge uptick. I mean, we saw some games where he was getting targeted, you know, eight or more times. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of times where DeAndre gets double teamed and you're going to see Kuche get, you know, those eight, nine, ten targets um, with touchdown potential as well. So I like him actually a lot this year. I think he's worth like being a wide receiver three for your team. Uh, Without they, a doubt. They use them out of the backfield too. Like that Randall Cobb. Yeah, that role. Yeah. I think, I Kirk think is, that's, I think that's where he for, gets a lot of benefit too. Christian Kirk plays for a bad team, and I just – I don't like – I don't like it. I don't – Yeah, I don't like it. What if they draft Kyler Murray? I, I don't know. Maybe. Ugh, uh, I don't know. Let's maybe, wait and see. Let's maybe wait and see. it changes things. I don't know. <laughs> I like it more if they draft Kyler Murray because Christian Kirk is shifty and he can run all over the field, which – Murray scrambling. I mean, we'll see. This is all based on, you know, hearsay and conjuncture at this point. So Murray, Murray could take one hit and get rocked. He's a tiny dude. He is tiny. Nobody's going to touch him. <laughs> Nobody's going to touch him. Oh, he's so quick. And so a couple other quarterbacks um, last year. Not sure that they lived up to their expectations. Obviously, we just mentioned Josh Rosen. Terrible situation. Lame duck coach before he even got hired. That was just a, a bad situation. Sam Darnold. He had some... Really incredible games, and then some some, really some poor performances. Forgettable, forgettable games. Yeah. He uh, he finished the year pretty strong um, for a quarterback that I didn't have much faith in as a rookie quarterback. I think he has a good future ahead of him. Um, but as a, as a quarterback who is you know, leading the Jets and having minimal weapons and, you know, I just – I like Darnold. Um, but those, those last, you know, three, four games, I think he had some really good games. Um, so if him and Robbie Anderson and Anunla can work together well, I think that Darnold's had – I think he's somebody who fell short, but I think he's someone who has reason to grow, personally. Brother, what about uh, Rashad Penny? Because How- Rashad Penny, I mean, I talked about Chris Carson in one of our previous episodes. I, I, don't, I don't see why he wouldn't get opportunities. They don't have Mike Davis anymore. You drafted him in the first round for a reason. I, I mean, give the, give the guy a chance. He, he did look good when he actually got the opportunities, but I think it, it, it's all, it all depends on Chris Carson. If Chris Carson is not performing, insert Rashad Penny. But if Chris Carson is playing well, which I think he should and will this year again, Rashad Penny, I mean, he's got to make the, the best of his opportunities. Yeah, and I think he'll be the number two this year at least to start because oh, yeah. Mike Davis is gone. So good point. Two other, two other players, Darius guys. Deion Kane. Obviously, we'll keep an eye. I don't know if anybody wants. To yeah, those are those are taking wait and see guys coming back from ACL injuries. Everybody's so high on guys. We shall see. We shall see next time. In the meantime, you can find us on thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam. Our podcast is located on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Radio Public, and Spotify. Send us an email with any questions you have, and we'll be sure to get back to you. This is the Fantasy Fam signing off. Thank you.